Eva. Casa. Welcome back. Thank you very much for having me back. So, when so, so a little while ago, you had built this amazing super coach team. I thought you had depth in all these positions, and um, this was probably like maybe six, seven, eight weeks ago. And I thought there's no way uh, that I'm going to be able to beat you come season's end because you've just got so much more depth, and your squad just looks so much better than mine. Um, and and for a bit of context here. We're in a, a cash head-to-head league that we talk about sometimes, but we're also part of that that cash head-to-head league is that there is an overall prize, and it's a thousand bucks for most overall points. So there's a little bit riding on it. Anyway, you made some like what I thought were pretty average trades over like a, a little period, kind of between the two buys, and you fell back a fair bit. And I thought I basically dismissed you as a as a threat. Um, but I'm back. You're back. Yeah, you are back. So my wheels are falling off very rapidly and your uh, your depth is finally coming to the fore. So well, what's, your, what's your current ranking? Okay, just one second. But I'm not far behind you and I've got lots more trades than you. So I am ranked 227. Yep. And How many trades have you got left? Six. Six. So I need to make about 20 points a trade to catch you over seven rounds. Yeah. So I have zero trades left. Yep. Uh, and there's, you know, everyone would everyone would know that there's been some teamless carnage. I can't field 17 this week. You've been trading like it's uh, <clears throat> 2020. Yeah, like it's going out of fashion. Uh, I was, like, obviously I went hard. And I, I want to talk about this a bit, but... um. You know, I was kind of banking on having a, you know, a few spare guys and not having too many, like getting a bit lucky basically with injuries. I, I knew that I'd need to get lucky with injuries and the opposite has happened. So I have just a raft of injuries and some of them are pods that got injured. So it's even worse. Yeah. That's so, yeah, yeah that's, and that, that's the curse. It is, isn't it? Like, so, so people think about pods in such, in like such a positive light, like pods in super coaches is like, you know this holy grail, like I've got to find this pod that no one else has got. But the the problem with the pod is as as much as there's upside, if they go well, there's huge downside if they go badly. Like if they get injured or they don't score well, the downside is obviously symmetrical to the upside and you just get fucked. So for example... I think it's about... Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's about getting on the obvious guy a week before everyone else because you... You know, you get on early and you get that first big score, which takes them from, ooh, that guy's going well, to shit, I need to get this guy. And then you're covered on the downside. Because you got in early, you got the first, you know, 120 or, or 90 if it's a forward or something. And then everyone piles on and they're on too late. And then if they go down, you're covered. Yeah, but if you if you go early, the risk is that that guy isn't actually that good and then no one gets on him at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so anyway, so yeah, like obviously we've seen SJ's looks like he's out probably for the, the rest of the super coach season, at least, uh, Brian To'o is out, uh, Fanua Blake is out for a little while. I don't actually have him, but he's out for a little while. We obviously had Tohu Harris, um, that was a disaster. He's out for the season. I have George Jennings who looks like, you know, he's more or less out for the season. Uh, Campbell Graham has not been playing recently, although he got named this week. Um, 
the list Nick goes Raymond's, on. Uh, Nick Arima's gone back to the bench. Nick Arima's gone back to the bench. Um, who else do I have that's injured? Um, Pappenhausen is still on the bench. Yeah, so I bought Pappenhausen last week, hmm. which is looks like a massive error. So I had to, I had to trade last week to field seventeen because Campbell Graham pulled out at the last minute, and I wouldn't have felt fielded seventeen. So I had to take a punt on a fullback. I had Alex Johnson sitting in the Johnston sitting in the fullback position, and yeah. had to make had to make a decision on who I wanted my fullback to be for the rest of the year. And I was looking at Ponga Pappenhausen. Maybe to some extent Adam Dewey, and went with Pappenhausen, thinking that you know, yeah, even you know if he plays I... half, yeah, even if he plays half a game, he could still score a hundred. Yeah, I, you remember his first year when he would come on with twenty minutes to go and still score a hundred? Though I was legitimately expecting that last week. Yeah, and he did not look good. He looked very tentative. Um, and he's on the bench again this week, and yeah, I'm. A bit. I've um, got a lot of trade regret, regret there. I should have got. I should have got Adam Dewey, or, or so even for, Teddy in the end. Yeah. Well, Teddy's got two tough games, but you've got the points in the bank if if you went that way. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe we should just talk about that now because people are going to be thinking about fullbacks a lot. Like there is a lot of people will still have Alex Johnston. A lot of people will have. Maybe they've still got Clint Gutherson. Um. Maybe they've got Brian Do that they could turn into a fullback. Yep. Um, people at some stage are going to probably start needing to think about getting rid of Nico Hines if, well, if Pappenhausen eventually gets the start. Yeah, and sort of before we get there, so before we get onto fullbacks, so so Pappenhausen used to come on and play through the middle in that first season. Last week he came on at fullback and Hines went to hooker for a bit and then he went to 5'8". But both 5'8s are named this week. So when Pappenhausen comes... Sorry, both Melbourne halves are named this week. So when when Pappenhausen comes on, does he come on for Hines or does he come on and play through the middle like he did a couple of years ago? And also, Harry Grant's on the extended bench. So if Harry Grant gets picked, then what happens? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Smith can play a forward role, so maybe there is room for, you know, a speedy Gonzalez and a hooker on the bench. But... I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I'd probably, what I'm telling people at the moment, really, I think is I'd probably be getting Dewey. And then yeah. if you can swing it, and like it all depends on how many trades you've got left, then you can move Dewey up and then bring in another fullback in a week or two when we know more. Yeah. But, if you've but, got trades and cash, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you've only got one or two trades and you just have to make a decision like I had to last week, then it's really hard because Ponga looks injured. He's got a sternum injury and it, it, he looked really tentative last week. Pappenhausen, as as I said, looked really tentative um, and he's on the bench still. Teddy, he, he scored really well last week but has a couple of hard games. Gutherson has a terrible draw. Luttrell, you know, has a couple of good games, a couple of bad games, but just still isn't involved enough really. Yeah, he's half a peg down for me, Latrell. I, I started the year yeah. with him, but he's he's not in the same. So out of all those guys else. right now, the safest guy to me appears to be Dewey. Yeah, I, I look, I'm planning on getting Dewey this week. Um, and that relates to something else I wanted to talk about. I base most of my trades around the draw, which means I have a lot of top six players in my squad. This week, four of those teams playing each other so melbourne's playing penrith 
Roosters playing the Eels. Next week, they're all playing each other. Mm. Right? So where's my mismatch, right? Are Manly going to flog someone? Probably not. Are the Storm going to flog someone? Probably not. So for the first time in a long time, I'm looking outside the top six for my trades, and I think I'm bringing in two Tigers. The Tigers have a very good draw. Yeah. This is well. It's a really good question, isn't it? Because you know, are the Tigers where they've got good games going? You know, say a winger. Let's say you've got Nofaluma, or you're thinking about getting um, Dan Laurie back in, for example. Are those guys on a bad team playing against bad opponents going to score more points than a very good player on a good team against good opposition? Yeah. So I wouldn't bring so like, in like Josh Adokar. Yeah. Well. I think if, if you're talking about Dewey and to a lesser extent Nofo and Laurie, I think it's fairly safe because Dewey in particular, massive average all season and it's not like the Tigers are all of a sudden started to suck. They've sucked all year and he's been killing it. Laurie and Nofo have been doing okay. I wouldn't be bringing in anyone else. So, so, lo- so Nofo's gone back to the ride and, and Dewey at 5.8, um, he does have that like good cutout pass to his right winger. And we saw, I'm pretty sure Nofo has got a try based on that pass last week. And the Tigers have a very good draw. Uh, so, so Nofo is appealing in that regard. Adam Dewey to me is a no-brainer. Like, I didn't get him in. Um, but yeah, Nofo is appealing in that regard. But I just don't know if he's more appealing than like a Josh Adokar. Or what about like a Jordan Rapana? Yeah, Rapana intrigues me. Um, he's been doing well all year, so I wouldn't buy him because he's fullback. I would buy him because wherever he's playing, he's been playing well. Raiders seem to have turned it around. Um, I don't watch enough games to really be able to back that up, but the results seem to indicate that they've turned it around. I I hate getting Canberra backs generally because like their halves historically just don't pass the ball. They play all through the forwards, and so the, the wingers just don't touch the ball. But a ball-hungry guy like Rapana playing fullback is a bit more appealing. Like, yeah. he'll have good base. How many how many tries is he going to score? I don't know. Um, but it's decent. Titans have a decent draw. So Mar- Marzor, Marzor's all right. You could take a punt on Corey Thompson. Yeah, you could take a punt on Corey Thompson. He actually looked really good last week. I, he he made this one like amazing run. But I just don't know if I can trust the Titans. And also, they're, they're playing silly buggers with Fafita, and it's not clear what side Fafita's playing on at the moment. Yeah, you want the winger on, on his side. I think so. What about Dane Gagai? I just think the Bunnies run is not loose enough for the run home. His average is great, but their, their draw just tightens up a bit too much for me. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'd probably, honestly, just lean Nofo over Josh Adokar just based on draw. But the thing is, like, Melbourne, even against a good team, or like, a, you know, they're playing a, a, an understrength Panthers, like, Adokar could still score a hat-trick. Yeah, well, this this game, I don't think is going to be what I was hoping when I spotted it in the draw a few weeks back. Yeah, the team is decimated. You know, let's lock down Saturday night. Panthers playing Melbourne, you know, you little beauty. But I just don't think it's going to... It's just not going to stack up. 
So, so back to Adam Dewey, can I ask something? So, so Polly and I have been having a long running kind of argument about this. I think I know which side of the fence you're going to sit on, but I'll ask anyway. So Adam Dewey to me is a no brainer trade in the sense that like, I think he's the best option in his position right now. The Tigers got a good draw. He's in everything. I think he's going to score really well. I can't see him scoring. You know, I think he'll average between 80 and 100 for the rest of the season. Right? Yeah. So I said. Now, the guy in first place has Adam Dewey. And he's 200, he's over 200 points ahead. Tim, shout out to Tim, the coach of the Billy Army, who's absolutely crushing it and friend of the show. Um, now, if you're in 10th spot or 20th spot or 50th spot, do you buy Adam Dewey, knowing that the guy in first has him, or not? Depends, depends how different the rest of your squad is. But the later it gets in the season, yeah, the more it's a head-to-head against the guy in the lead. Yeah, it is. So, so if you let's say let's say you're sitting, trades you got left too. Yeah, let's say you're sitting sort of three, four hundred points back, and you got a lot of trades, and you can get Ponga next week, and then you can flip Ponga to, you know. Pappenhausen, and then you can flip Pappenhausen to Tedesco. Yeah, grab Dewey and try to make up the points by flipping your fullback. But I would expect most people at the pointy end are very skinny on trades. Yeah, but but there is a sort of logical fallacy that, that underpins all this, right? And that is, oh, the guy in first has got a guy, and so I'm just going to pick someone different and hope for the best. You've got to pick the right guy. Well, if that guy is the best option in that position... They're not picking him just makes you fall further behind. Yeah. So like you're playing into the guy in first hands in some way by some ways by not picking that guy just just to just for the sake of doing something different. Um, because if he's the best person in that position, he's just gonna outscore you and he's gonna get further in front. So yeah. like I mean, it's that balance between doing something different, but also like you've got to pick the right places to do it. And if if again, if Adam Dewey is the best player in that position, then you're you're resorting to like hoping for an injury, which might be like a one in 20 chance. Yeah. So he's kicking, right? He's kicking. Yeah. Okay. He's kicking goals. He's got a massive average for the whole season. Their draw is soft and he's dual position, which if you're low on trades is absolute gold. I'd be, I'd be trying to just differentiate your team elsewhere. I agree. I agree. So would I. Yep. Um, but you know, and, and the thing is like, he does actually have some like interesting picks in that team. So there are, like most people would have quite a few different players to him. So it's not like he's got this like real cookie cutter team where, you know, like if you get Adam Dewey, your team will look identical to his. So I think there are other places to catch up. But um, Who's who's he running at hooker? He's still got Braley and Watson, I think. Okay, that's interesting because Watson's come good again. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's His only real weak spot is probably hooker. You still well, got the reason in. I ask, the reason I ask is, I think that's where, I think that's where you want to try and make up ground. Well, we saw Damien Cook went ballistic last week. Yeah. So that could be that could be an interesting pod. Um. Yeah, he's got a very good team though. Like I said a few weeks ago, that the 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 best team setup you could, you could get at the moment involves having four halves, and those halves being. Hughes, um, Cherry Evans, Walker, and Dewey. And he mm-hmm. has that combo, and very few others do. Yeah, so nice. he can run two halves, uh, you know, as reserves, 
and they're really strong reserves. That that and and very few other people have that combo. So it is going to be hard to catch him. Yeah, and if if Cherry Evans goes bang, yep, you're out. You're out in front. Yep, Cherry Evans is like. He's, I mean, apart from the fact that the guy in first has him, he's just such a monster pod right now. Like, he could win a bunch of head-to-head. So if you're a head-to-head player, I'd be looking very carefully at Cherry Evans at the moment. I mean, he can score a 20, so maybe that... Like, I'd be... If you're going to kind of try to zag Tim, the guy in first, I'd be looking to do it probably more so on Cherry Evans than on Dewey. But as in, like, not picking Cherry Evans because Cherry Evans has that low score in him. But at the same time, he looks very good. And So just back to... So where we're at, so so I'm back to something like 130th. So you're only about 100 places behind me, and I think that equates to about 100 points as well. Uh, as I said, I can't field a 17 this week. I'm out of trades. <laughs> I'm hoping that TPJ comes back last, next week and at least I don't have any more injuries so I can at least field a 17 next week. Uh, but I am in trouble. So the wheels fell off. But so something I want to talk about is that I, I kind of went with an interesting experiment this year which is I started the year with three NPRs, which is way more than I've ever... Like, I'm not even sure I've ever had an NPR yet before. Maybe yeah, one I, last year? I, I had my first one ever, which was um, the Tigers... Josh, Josh Arthur, Madden. Josh, Josh Madden, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did it for the first time ever. Last year, I got Dane Laurie very early when he was a, um, a front row dual position but i didn't start yeah. with him front row he was front row center dual position because they fucked up <laughs> yeah it was awesome yeah um yeah so I, I started with one um and i'm glad i did yeah three i mean in hindsight you could say it was too many but in hindsight you know there was a few trades maybe you could have done differently that that would have meant yeah so 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 like i actually well like reflecting on it now, obviously it seems like it was a bit of an error because you know I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle for the rest of the season. Who knows how far my ranking will fall? But um, it's hard to to know whether like how much of an error it was because and, th- and the other thing about the three NPRs is I never traded any of them out, so I've effectively been running a 22 man squad for the whole year, right? And even to now, like like I'm, all those three NPRs that I picked at the beginning are still in my team. But it provided me with amazing flexibility because they're all jewels. And with the other jewels that I had, you know, earlier in the year, guys like Connor Watson and and whoever else, like I've been basically like if I wanted to make a trade in any position, I can just switch around and make it happen. You yeah, know, so you probably saved you probably saved one or two trades. Um, easily. And I've been able to get yeah. guys that I wanted, you know, more easily, um, because of that flexibility. And it's like the more of those jewels you have, the more flexibility. Like it's kind of exponential flexibility, right? Yeah. They, so presumably, they combine when, well together. Yeah. So presumably, when Sam Walker came along, you cashed someone out, whereas you could have traded your NPR for yeah. Sam Walker, right? And the and same goes for Josh Schuster. Like I could have traded Jock Madden directly to Josh Schuster, but I wanted to like make cash with my trades at the time, so I never yeah. ended up trading in any of those guys out. But um, so yeah, amazing flexibility. It also allowed me to pick a really strong 17 from the get-go because I wasn't because there weren't very many bottom dollar cheapies this year having three NPRs meant that like I was spending all my money in my like playing guys basically um which meant that my team was very strong as in my playable team um so that worked quite well too but but the combination of the three NPRs and and being 
a bit, uh, you know, trigger happy on trades. Some of that was bad luck. Like I had, you know, I wasted about three trades in the fullback position in three consecutive weeks because of injury. Um, yeah, I remember you brought in Pappenhausen the week that he played. Yeah, I brought in Pappenhausen the week that he got injured, and then I traded him for Ponga, and Ponga lasted one game, got injured again. Yeah. So I, I burned three trades there for no reason, basically, yeah. just from bad luck. Yeah, um, so you get to take those, take, say, two of those three back. Yeah, take if the just one. If I had two trades now, like two more trades, I could build a very strong 17 for the run home. Well, you probably wouldn't have um, jumped the gun on Pappenhausen last week either, if you had more than two. Well, if I had a if I had a stronger seventeen, I wouldn't have jumped the gun on Pappenhausen because I would have had an extra guy playing. Yep. So yeah, those the combination of factors kind of worked against me. So I think going forward, I think threes threes definitely proved itself to be too many. And if you have three, I think you have to like bite the bullet and cash one of them out. Uh, but I think. I'd, I'd probably be reasonably comfortable doing two next year, but not three. So that's an interesting little lesson. And as, as I said, part of it was just because there was a, like a, a lack of cheapies. So maybe I won't need to do it again. Maybe I won't need to do any. But um, yeah, it was an interesting little experiment that it's probably gone a little bit wrong, but not that wrong. <laughs> well, I, I certainly enjoyed my less dangerous experiment of just having one. And I did the opposite. When Sam Walker came along, I just switched him over. No cash. Yeah, right. Um, that was probably the right move. Yeah. Yeah, the, the having Jock Madden there and, and really wanting kind of... Because the halves, position, halves positions have proven to be really um, valuable this year because they score so well. Like in high-scoring games, the halves are scoring really well. Those four halves that I mentioned earlier, like they're all on a tear of averaging like 80, 90 plus... They are now, um, though, but at the start of the year, there was no second halfback putting their hand up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like the, but, like the, the NPR at second half into Sam Walker, into one of the good guys, or hold him and play him when they have an easy game, for me, was the right move. Yeah, but what I'm saying is now that I want to get one of those gun halves and they're all expensive, oh, it's yeah. too hard to go from Jock Madden to like DCE because it's 600,000. Yes. So, so I should have traded Jock Madden to a Schuster or a Sam Walker, and that would have made the jump to one of these guys a lot easier. And that was basically not available to me. Yep. Um, so that's a little lesson as well. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out the rest of the season. I don't think I can hold you off. I, to be honest, you know, I was running in the top forty odd about what only three or four weeks ago. I'll be doing very well to stop and to stay in the top couple of thousand given that I've got no trades left. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm free and have easy. You got, um, have you I got... feel like I'm walking around with no underpants on. <laughs> free, mate, free, free shots at the uh, vice captain. It's like a little bit uncomfortable, but also a little bit kind of free. Yeah. 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 So I think we should talk a little bit about, um, I, I suppose in a bit more detail about the guys that are out and, and good replacements. I suppose we did talk about that a little bit for, you know, for anyone that's looking to trade up Brian Dottor, we talked about some of the the gun or the, the, the interesting options that you could trade in in the in the centre wing. So we talked about Rapana, Gagai, and and Nofo. Is there anyone else that you'd like to consider getting in? Just the two I mean, Titans wingers. Two but Titans I'm, wingers. I'm, I'm almost definitely getting Laurie. Um, 
But yeah, I had a little look at the Titans guys. Mardzor in particular, if you need a bit of money. What about Yeremia? I so I bought Yeremia was one of the speculative trades I thought you were talking about before. So my buy round strategy is usually, you know, pick a rookie winger on a team that might score forty points. And I brought in Yeremia, he did nothing, and I moved him on after a couple of weeks. Um, look, he'll eventually score a double. Maybe it's this week. If he's, you know, if he's in the team for the rest of the year, it'll happen eventually. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind Yeremia. I think, you know, the Panthers, I don't think it's going to be the grand final replay we're all hoping for, but their defence should still be pretty good. I can't see the Storm putting on 40 points. No, not this week, but, you know, for the rest of the season, he could be all right. Um, the, the storm, the storm draws tightening up. The bunnies draws tightening up. The roosters got two tough games in a row. I'm just, I really think if you're looking at a back, you know, if you've got one trade left, you know, someone like Gagai, Adokar, sure, they got a big average, pretty safe choice. If you've got three or more trades, I'd be, I'd be trying to pick a, a tiger or a titan. Especially if you've got depth in your center wing and you can sort of play guys on matchups. So it really, you know, it depends on the depth of your squad and how many trades you've got. But if you've got a deep squad or trades, I think you've got to take a punt on, on someone in the bottom eight side that's got a decent run. Yeah, I, 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 I think I agree with you. But at the same time, I, I am attracted to just like, particularly the Storm, they're just playing so well that even with a hard draw, maybe they're going to score more points than the Tigers with an easy draw. Yeah. So I'm just not sure where I sit with that. Hey, so do you have Sean Johnson? Yep. What are you doing with him? He's becoming Adam Dewey. He's becoming Adam Dewey. So there's not, there's again, outside the top options, and you know some people will have Sean Johnson in the halfback slot and some will have him in the 5.8 slot. We've talked about Adam Dewey. If you've got him at 5.8 and you can make that jump to Adam Dewey, then that's a no-brainer for me. But if you've got him in the halfback slot, and let's say you've got, say, Jerome Hughes as your other one, so this, we've talked about DCE, um, but outside of DCE and Hughes, there is nothing at the halfback spot. What about the young uh, Toby Sexton? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, he's just holding the, the fort down until um, old mate comes back, isn't he? Do you reckon he keeps Taylor's spot when Fogarty gets back? I don't think so. He wasn't that good. He's... Is Taylor, is Taylor going to play for the Titans next year? I don't know where that's up to, to be honest. That's actually a great it, question. I'm not sure. Yeah, can, I, can I just bitch about Sean Johnson for a minute? And we'll get back to halfbacks in a second. So I fell for the Sean Johnson tra- trap again this year. And to be honest, part of the reason why like, I knew he was injury prone and I, and I knew that like maybe I didn't want to do it, but some of our hands were forced because we were deciding between Johnson and Nicarima and then Nicarima, I think, from memory, got injured. Um, yeah, Nicarima had a week off. The, yeah. The week, the week that most people, people pulled out trigger. Big, yep. Yeah, big trade round. But, um, and, and the other reason why I got him was because last year, he was, I, I actually zagged him last year and he was so good. Like, he was just controlling the team around, like, doing his cutout passes to Katoa. Just scoring like 80, 90 points every week or 70 or 80 points every week, had the goal kicking. All of a sudden, he lost the goal kicking and then obviously did his hammy on the weekend and he's pretty much out for the season. But 
to get, to get, like the probably the biggest mistake I've made outside of the the NPRs and the trades thing that I've talked about that I talked about earlier this year is like over like worrying about the buyers too much. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So, homes so you, Homes you know before the first buy squeezed out like 300 points in the three weeks before the first yeah. buy. And how many people would have gone, oh, Holmes is going to play Origin. I'm not going to get him. 300 points, gone. So you know what the guy in first did in week 15 or whatever instead of getting Sean Johnson? Uh, Cherry Evans? Yeah, he got Cherry Evans. <laughs> yeah. who you probably knew was going to miss two games. And knowing he was going to miss two games, I was like, no, I want a buy coverage guy. Yeah, Sean yeah. Johnson, he was so good last year. Cherry yeah. Evans scored like 160 in that, like the round 16 game or whatever. Yeah, he covered it. He covered it. He, he, he did covered a it like times three. Yep. Um, well, mate, Nicarima scored less than 10 in the buy round. Yeah. Nicarima lost the kicking right. and did nothing. Well, since, since round 14, Cherry Evans has scored 148, 85, 119, 172. Um, so, you know, like, you know, he missed two rounds, but he's made up for that by so much. Like, I've just yeah. got to stop worrying about the buyers so much and just like get the best players in, particularly when you're low on trades. Teddy, Teddy missed a game and then made up for it. Teddy covered it. Yeah. I, so I, I had, I, I traded Teddy to Walsh because Teddy was going to miss too many games and Walsh had a very good score against the Panthers, but he missed a week. He had a down week. Sorry, he had two down weeks. Teddy's, I don't think Teddy's covered Walsh, but he's not far behind. And I, I would have played someone else that might have made up the difference. Teddy is actually a pretty interesting pod for the run home, even though we've talked about them like not having that good a draw on the way back. Like he's the one, out of all the fullbacks, he's actually fit. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, they're, they're sort of looking okay again. Hey, the other guy we, we didn't talk about, if you're looking to trade out Brian Toto, is Joey Manu. <laughs> yeah, well, Joey Manu. I love getting Joey Manu just before the buys because every time Teddy's out, you know, he goes from a sort of 40-point average centre to a 90-point average fullback. And if you've got a deep squad, you can just play him. So, well, now he's on the right wing. I know. So he's kind of one of my buy-round trick shots every year. And it was the same reasoning that... I got Nico Hines early. I was, like everyone else, I was expecting Pappenhausen only to be out for a week or two, but I had such a deep squad. Um, I brought in Hines early for the same reason that I ultimately brought in Manu. And now he's on the right wing. I was going to trade him out, but he's hanging around now. Yeah, well, absolutely. So again, the guy in first, Tim, has he? <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> he's been kissed on the dick this year. Um, oh. oh, no, he's, he's played for... Like, don't, don't get me wrong, he's, like, done an amazing job. But, you know, like, he's been playing uh, kick-out the last three or four weeks. Oh, yeah. For no apparent reason. Nice. And kick-out's just, like, average 70 out of nowhere. Right. Every week, every week I look at kick-out and think, hey, he'll come good eventually. And I never brought him in, thankfully. Um, but he has. Well, he has come good. Um, so, yeah, just looking at those halfbacks for outside of Hughes and, and Sherry Evans, there's just absolutely nothing. I mean, you, I guess you could try and wait for Cleary. Yeah, I wouldn't bother. I would, um, if you really need a number this week and you need cash, Sexton, but if you're low on trades, I wouldn't do it. Um, goal kicking, decent game. He's playable, but I'd be, yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd only be doing that if I had a lot of trades and I could get him back out again. 
just I can't see anything in this list that even remotely has me interested. No, there's nothing. I think there. you just have to go. Maybe Ben Hunt, but even Ben Hunt, like oh, I don't think dragon. I can't go near the dragons. Yeah, neither can I. He's been consistently very good, but just they've got the, South the... Canberra Penrith boosters coming up. Their draw's tough. What's the morale like in that team now? Yeah, I agree. Okay, I agree. I'm just trying to look for something that is about out of the box. If you just didn't want to go with the crowd and get Cherry Evans, but I just don't think there's anything there. Yeah, I think you just play one halfback. If you're in that position, Connor Tracy. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Brooks. Right. Brooks. Um, no, Brooks. I mean, maybe. Is he really going to outscore Daly Joe Evans? He's a lot cheaper. Outside of injury, yeah, he's a lot cheaper. I mean, maybe. But Brooks yeah, is probably I'm... the best one I can see there, and he still sucks. Yeah, if, if, look, if I've got if I've got Johnson at halfback, and I have another halfback, and I can't upgrade him, he stays. Unless I need a lot of cash and I have enough trades to get Sexton out. Yeah, Brooks hasn't broken. Last week he scored 83. I think that was his highest score in the season. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't do it unless you're throwing absolute Hail Marys. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't think you should be. What about a Johnson downgrade at 5'8? A downgrade at 5'8? Yeah, because the big upgrade upgrade to Dewey, there's the other upgrade to Munster, but two tough games, you know, maybe, maybe later. Schuster, is there a downgrade? Um, Not really. Can't get Sexton. He's a halfback. <laughs> Jake Avarillo. Oh, no thanks. No, it's pretty ugly. Boren. No. No, it's it's gross. No, there's nothing there. So it's upgrades only for Johnston. Johnson. How boring. I, I, I agree. It's upgrades, upgrades I mean, I only. What Cameron Munster? If you wanted to tag Dewey. Yeah, but again, I'd probably hold that two weeks. Yeah. Loves a big game though, Munster. Does love a big game. All right. Um. So. I mean, what else is there? There's like, some people would still have Toby Harris and they'd be looking to get in the second row forward, maybe. Um, if they're short there. I got in Tamalolo last week, which was for the Storm game, was always going to be a bit of a tough game. So so I guess just talking through that, the reason why I got Tamalolo, I actually really liked Cameron Murray, but I'm just, I'm concerned with any top four team, uh, it, well, any Origin players playing in top four teams worry me. Getting rested. Get, getting rested. Um, which is yep. the main reason I didn't get Cameron Murray. He's yep. suspended this week anyway, so it's kind of a non-issue. But so that goes for people like like Cameron Munster's probably in that territory. Um, he just had one though. He should be okay. Uh, you reckon he plays around twenty-five if they've got the minor premiership sewn up? <laughs> yeah, today. I reckon Angus Crichton's in that realm. Yeah, he's playing off the bench they, though. They may not be top four, and they may still be fighting for it. Just have a look at the ladder. Yeah, okay. So the top, the top three. Uh, oh, 
be hard Jerome to see Hughes, the top three falling out. Jerome Hughes has got to be like 50-50 for a rest round 25. Yeah. Maybe even 60 or 70, 30. What about Brandon Smith? Does he get a rest? We didn't play Origin. I suppose Hughes didn't either. Yeah, he, he could easily get a rest. Yep. So, yep. So I just have a think about that when, you, when you're looking at bringing in guys from the top four teams, particularly the top four teams, just, just have a think about whether they might get a rest. Cleary is obviously another one who could very likely get a rest, rest in round 25. You'd say Brian Toto would be in that category, but he's dead anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Manly. Obviously, if um, if Manly's spot is sort of secure and the result doesn't matter, you think that Tommy Turbo gets a rest? Like an early early shower or a, I don't even think have a week off? So... If, if like, let's say they're in fifth spot and they can't get to fourth or they're in fourth spot and they can't get to third. Oh, yeah. Like the Raiders last year where they rested yeah. the whole team. They're just, they'll rest him for sure. But, I mean, there's not you're not going to sell Turbo, and I assume everyone has him, so there's not much you can do about that. You just have to hope for the best. But but it shows how many players could be rested in that round 25 game. Actually, can we talk about Turbo for a minute? Mm. So we talked earlier about whether, you know, not getting Dewey is, is you know, smart or not if you're chasing chasing the leader. What about What about trading out Turbo in round 21? They play the Storm in 21. Then they play the Eels in 22. Then they play the Raiders, who might suck or they might be good. Then they got a very easy game against the Doggies. And then they well, they finish with two easy ones. So you could, you know, if you're if you need to make up make up points and and you want to, you know, you want to zag and you got to trade up your sleeve. Don't think so. <laughs> I mean, firstly, you're trading out a fit and very good player in in a time where not many people have that kind of a luxury. You know, people are scrambling to fill to seventeen. But anyway, I think if you found, if, I think if you found yourself at the pointy end and you you can't get there, you know, in the conventional path, that's uh, something to consider. Again, it's a I'd few be, weeks away. I'd be. I think I'd be looking elsewhere, it's particularly given that. You know, you can pick a second fullback for that pod value. Like, it's not like everyone has the same... If everyone had the same two fullbacks, then I could understand it a bit more. But given everyone has a... You know, there's an open question about who the second fullback is. I don't think you need to trade Turbo as well just to pot up. But also, like, you know, you talked about that Parramatta game. I'm pretty sure he turned up against... Par- he scored 150... Oh, what did he score? He scored a lot against Parramatta in the first time, the first time around. Yep. 159. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends if, you know, you said Teddy's fit, is Ponga fit, his draw's amazing, is Pappenhausen back at starting fullback. It depends what the options are as well. Yeah, I, look, yeah, I wouldn't be doing it. I think you'd almost be kind of banking on him getting injured. I don't think you want to be kind of going for such low, um, low probability outcomes for me find it elsewhere but it's hard we just talked about the halves there's there's fucking nothing in the halves the yeah, centers yeah. there's like you know there's a couple of kind of okay guys but there's nothing that really stands out as being amazing yeah no one's absolutely screaming pick me no nah. centers i can't see so, an obvious candidate so you're right like there isn't that much i think it's i think 
your second fullback slot maybe is is where you can look to do something a bit different. Maybe Hooker, as we talked about, like a Damien Cook kind of character, or even Reed. Well, Reed Marnie's got a tough draw, but something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Who are you captaining this week? Um, so I've 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 captained Turbo, but I've put Fafita in my starting lineup, even though he plays late in the round, to give myself the option. And vice captain is going to be Cody Walker. Yeah, it's very standard, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think that'll be the most popular choice. But I'm, yeah. I mean, I just need to catch you at this point. I don't <laughs> need to. I mean, I've, I can't win the I can't win the thing from where I am. But if I catch you and I keep in front of, uh, there's probably one other guy that that's in the conversation in our league. If I can catch you, then that's a thousand bucks in the pocket. Yeah, it's worth going for. Um, the only other interesting guys that I that kind of catch my eye a little bit. I mean, if you had Adam Dewey against the Warriors, you'd think about. Vice captaining him, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's being played at SunCorp, and traditionally, um, SunCorp has a lot of points in it. And also, the Warriors are a bit decimated; they don't have either of their starting two props. Oh yeah, no props, no halves, no Roger. Yeah, like yeah. I was excited about Walsh having Walsh in this game, and now I'm bringing in two Tigers. Yeah, so I can see the vice captaining a Tiger. But it, I think Dewey's the guy there. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Cody Walker. Uh, Dave Fafita against the Bulldogs. So late. Play so late in the round. Who are you going to captain? I mean, I can captain Milne. If any, if, if people that have Milne. I've got Caleb Milne. Yeah, I've got Caleb Milne as well. So I've also got like a gazillion guys. <laughs> I mean, Sean Johnson could be my captain, right? Yeah. Well, that's my setup. I've got Fafita in my run-on side, and I've got Caleb Milne sitting there if I want to... Um, if I want to do a VC, and Turbo obviously plays last, so that's my that's my setup there. If I want to, if I want to pull that cord, uh, I should probably talk about the um, the unlimited group. I am falling, falling, falling. You should join the unlimited group so you can beat me in it. <laughs> so the code is. What happens if I beat you? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really. Uh, the code is four six nine one zero one. Uh, Tim, the Billy Army, who we've talked about a fair bit tonight, and um, who's in first place overall, is obviously in first place um, in the Unlimited group as well. And we've got the Eliminators, Andrew's team, uh, who's seventh overall, who's in second place in the Unlimited Unlimited group. You know, the, the funny thing is, I don't know if it's... Maybe I can take some credit because he listens to the show or whatever it is, but the Eliminators is the only other team that I can see in the top 10 that has that same... Um, four halves combo. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. There might be quite a few uh, in the next few weeks. Maybe, but again, like, would you? I, I suppose that there's that question. I mean, there's not. We talked about there not being many other options, but um, yeah, are they going to do it, or are they going to try and do something different? Given that Tim's already got that that combo. Yeah, personally, I'd I'd be trying to make my moves at hooker, or, you know. Picking a winger with an easy game if you've got a few trades up your sleeve, or you know, picking a second rower with an easy game. So um, Leilua, Leilua, for example, you know, Leilua could average 70, 80 over the over the rest of the season. I mean, the other place to do it is your captaincy choice, right? Yeah, yeah. Like have the exact same team, but just try and mix it up a bit in your captaincy choice. Yeah. Straight up captain Vafita or something like that, rather than Turbo. Yeah. 
um, or, or straight up Captain Dewey. Yeah. All right. Well, good chat as always. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Um, maybe not if you catch me, though. I probably won't talk to you anymore. <laughs> you won't invite me back on. <laughs> Question is how soon I catch you. Is it? Is it mm. just? Yep. It'll feel pretty good if I can like somehow cling on for dear life yeah. and still beat you. This week or next week, I think, is uh, when it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm probably playing... Um, so I think I'm playing Spencer in my front row, so you might hold me off this week. Well, I'm playing 16, so... Oh, okay, so it doesn't matter. Spencer's doesn't matter. Spencer might score all right this week. Six trades, you ranked 250, like... I blew a couple in the last few weeks as well. Yeah, like... I could have had... I probably could have had how eight. High, how high you could get. Like, I think you've still got a chance to kind of make a run for the top 50. Yeah, okay. I was. I mean, I'm aiming for top 100, but top 50 would be nice. You only need to have one really big week and, you know, really propels you up there. Yep. All right. Well, good luck with that. I will not be in the top 50. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see ya. See ya.